0: want to welcome you to another episode of Time to Man Up Sports. Uh, I really enjoyed last episode taking on the uh, color rush with college football teams, and it was neat to even watch a couple teams actually play in their colors uh, during the first week of college football. That was uh, pretty cool to us to see that. But in this episode, we are going to examine why there are so many people who dislike professional soccer. Now, I do think that that number has gone down significantly, but there are still a lot of people out there that do not like soccer. They will not sit down and watch a a, a soccer match. And it might be like the same way that there are people that don't want to sit down. They'll go play golf, but they don't want to sit and watch an entire round of golf on TV. Uh, But what we see is this, even though there are people that, have a strong dislike for soccer. Uh, professional soccer is growing in the United States. I remember a friend of mine when the MLS was first starting, they had a uh, pre-forming of the league uh, game near where I grew up. And uh, my friend called me and said, you want to go to the game? And And we went to the game and it was so cool because uh, I think uh, Brian McBride was playing back then. And, uh, we went and watched the game. And so after the game, my friend and I, we didn't have a lot of money. We went to uh, McDonald's to get some dinner and lo and behold, we are in McDonald's and this professional soccer team comes into the McDonald's. And so we got to sit with them. We got to talk with them. It was, it was amazing. I mean, it was as a guy that played soccer from, the first year it was ever offered in my city when I was in kindergarten all the way into college, uh, that was really cool to be able to sit with those guys. Uh, I think Paul Calagieri was there. It, it was just, it was really a cool thing for us to be able to talk with them about soccer, about the game. And so that was really cool. And so for myself, I've been able to watch the growth of, of soccer to think that now, The MLS is up to 29 teams. That's amazing. Uh, I would have never thought that it would have gotten to 29 teams. And that's really cool to see that. And then now that I live in Florida, I was ecstatic when I heard Lionel Messi was coming to the MLS, specifically Miami and, uh, Man, I remember the first game that he played. I was watching it, and we couldn't get it on English TV, and so I watched the game in Spanish. Now, I took Spanish in high school, and let me just tell you this. I almost failed out of Spanish. I still remember some of it, uh, but I almost failed out of it. I didn't do well in it. Uh, But I love listening to a soccer game in Spanish because the energy, the excitement. And so living down in Florida, I think we've got two or three stations that have sports on uh, with Spanish announcers and it is great. I mean, anytime a goal scored, I'm yelling goal with them, right? I'm like, I'm celebrating with them. Cause that's the greatest. I remember when my boys and I would play even a FIFA on the PlayStation We would put it over to a Spanish announcer just because it just creates energy to even a video game. I mean, it would be exciting just listening to the announcer doing that. And so uh, when Messi came to Miami, I was just, I was pumped up for it. And he and other players, other international players, have brought needed attention to professional soccer in the United States. And we've seen the growth. We've seen the competition get better, the quality get better. I believe that, to me, U.S. soccer was once known as always moving it forward like kickball style, right? You just you got a couple fast guys, you got them up on the front line, and you just booted it up to them. And you hope that they could run faster than the defense and get the ball and score. While international soccer, they're known for possessing the ball and even sometimes moving it backwards to their goalie. I mean, when you see a team kick it back to the goalie, uh, man, me growing up playing soccer, you did not kick the ball back to your goalie. And in international soccer, they do that quite often. So when I played soccer in high school, let me just tell you this. Football and soccer players, it was oil and water, right? The, the football players wanted nothing to do with soccer players. Matter of fact, they would never have thought of having a soccer player kick field goals for them. And it was shortly after I graduated high school that all of a sudden, football teams saw the benefit of having a field goal kicker who grew up playing soccer. And that began to grow. How cool is it now that in our MLS that we have soccer-specific stadiums? I mean, how cool uh, living up in the Columbus, Ohio area when they built their new stadium. It was just amazing to see. I mean, you would drive by that, and from the outside, it didn't look like anything great. And then you look inside, and it's just like, wow, this is neat. Because they were so used to playing in these massive stadiums that they didn't fill up. Now they've got these smaller, more intimate fields where they're packing it out. And probably some of them, I mean, I'm sure Miami wishes they had a bigger stadium now that they have Messi, right? But the fan base is growing and it is getting amazing. But there are still people who can't stand professional soccer. And so I want to, in this episode of time to man up sports, I want to give my thoughts on why so many people still are having a hard time liking soccer. Now, the first thing that we always have to deal with as one that grew up playing soccer, you have to deal with the argument of low scoring. I remember in college, we were playing to go uh, to Texas in the tournament, and we lost one to zero. One to zero. I mean, that was devastating, right? And the problem with soccer is that a lot of the games are low scoring, but I just want to say this because I think that soccer sometimes gets a bad rap. This is why when somebody scores a goal, there is a massive celebration, right? I mean, people are running around, sliding on the ground. I remember my son, and, and I, I like coached a soccer team early on, and and I've shared this before in one of the podcasts, but I taught him how to celebrate like the Brazilians and stuff because they're very uh, emotional when they celebrate their goal. And we were whooping a team like six to zero, something like that. And he scored a goal and he goes sliding across the ground. And I'm like, oh man, I got to teach him. You don't do that when you're killing a team. Uh, But it was quite funny. uh, Now that I look back at the moment, it wasn't really funny. But, you know, I I think that we we have to realize is this. One year, I went to my first Cincinnati Bengals game. I'm a Bengals fan. I'd been to more Eagles games, about six of them, than I had to any of the Bengals games. I hadn't been to any. So I went and saw, I think it was a Monday night game against the Bengals and the Texans. and Because uh, I couldn't go on Sunday because of church and being a pastor, I couldn't get away for that. But I went to this game, and the final score was 6-3. to three. I'm just going to say this. Now, this was pre-Joe Burroughs. It was the most boring football game I have ever seen. It was horrible. So low scoring happens in baseball. It happens in football. It doesn't just happen in soccer. It's just when low scoring happens in soccer that we have a score of zero to zero. And so we have to understand that that low scoring of zero to zero, we think, Who wants to see a game where there's no offense, where it just seems like everybody is on defense the entire time. So one of the reasons why people do not like soccer is because of low scoring. The second one is draws. I mean, give me a winner, right? My view is this, and I love what hockey does because, you know, in, in soccer, they give you the the point for the win, or you get nothing for a loss or that you get a point for a draw. And so the benefit of a draw is if you're not expected to win and you get a draw, well, you've gotten a point. What I would rather see is where we get a winner. But if you, I mean, play the whole game and then go to penalty kick penalty kicks are so exciting. They are so fun to watch. Don't give the players credit for the goals they score in penalty shots, but let's play the game out in full and then go to a penalty shot and the winner of the penalty shots gets two points and the loser of the penalty shots gets one point. So at least as a fan, we can go and feel like we have a winner. So we need to do something that get, that gets rid of draws. Now there's nothing like, I mean, Recently in watching some of the uh, uh, Miami, Inter Miami's uh, tournament games that they've been involved in, it's gone down to penalty kicks multiple times and it is so exciting when it comes down to penalty kicks and you're just on edge watching it and you can just feel the tension of that. Uh, So we've got low scoring and we've got draws. The third reason why some people just can't stand soccer is the clock goes up. Right now, if you watch college or anything lower, the clock goes down. And I was just watching a couple games on ESPN college soccer games, and I was flipping back and forth on them and the clock goes down. And it was actually hard for me to get used to because I'm so used to watching the clock going up that I got a little bit of confused on that. And not only does the clock going up, um, frustrate people, But also the additional time at the end, right? I mean, people are like, okay, it's a 45-minute period. When it gets up to 45 minutes, it should be done. No, wait a minute. The referee is going to add nine minutes to play. And normal sports fans are like, what in the world? Well, that's because they don't stop the clock throughout the game. And there are estimations of how much time they need to make up. And uh, so the Clock doesn't stop during the game to keep the flow, and they have to do that. Now, I'm going to now get into, as a soccer fan, as one who played soccer most of my life, uh, there was a time when I refused to watch international soccer. And these last two reasons of why people dislike soccer are two that drive me batty. And the first one is fake fouls. Players looking for a foul where there isn't one. I mean, that's not very manly, right? Where you're trying to find a, a, a foul somewhere because you're trying to get a penalty shot or something. Fake fouls. I mean, when you see now, listen, let's, let's be honest here. We see these fake fouls in other sports. Uh, It's not like basketball doesn't have fake charges or things like that. Football. We've seen flops. We've seen men go down and act like they're hurt just so they can get a stoppage of play. So it happens in other sports. So uh, it's not just soccer, but fake fouls. When you don't even get talked and uh, touched and somebody flails on the ground, like they just got their leg cut off. It's like, get up. I mean, it just, like I said, does not feel very manly. And so you've got the fake fouls and then you have those fake injuries. Now we used to always tease this, that in the, in the old days, when I was younger, uh, they would come out with the magic sponge. And if you've played soccer for for a while, you know what I'm talking about. They would come back out with the stretcher and they would get this sponge and they would like wipe down where the person was hurt. And all of a sudden they were ready to go. Okay, I'm just going to say this. Isn't it amazing how many people roll around on the ground like they're dying from a soccer foul? And then once they get to the side, they're ready to come back in quick. I'm like, dude, just a minute ago, you were dying. I mean, they were going to have to like reset your leg because it was shattered. And now you're out there running back into the game. I, I, I don't know how people do that. And so you got the fake fouls and the fake injuries that just cause people to sour on soccer. I have a difficult time watching professional soccer because of those flops and those fake injuries. Um, however, what I will say is this: unless you have felt cleats to the back of your leg or to your head, or had or headed a, a ball that was punted by a goalie that went two thirds of the field. I mean, there was a time when I was playing in high school that I got kicked in the head and it left cleat marks on my head. And, uh, my dad, because I was showing symptoms of concussion pulled me out of the game. I wasn't happy because we were playing a really bad team and it was stat game. You, you that played sports know what I'm talking about. There are just those games that you do not want to be taken out of because it is an opportunity for you to get some stats and in that game early on i had a couple goals and an assist and i got kicked in the head where i went to head it guy went to do a high kick dangerous kick kicked me in the head it was kind of both of our faults um but i had to come out of the game and i had two cleat marks on my head these black marks that you could see from the guy's cleat guys i had more than a few concussions playing soccer I still believe that we used to go out before practice and the goalie would punt the ball and we would go out and we would head the ball. I mean, that goalie was punting two-thirds of the field and we would head it and you could just feel your whole brain shift in your head, right? If you've done it, you know exactly what I'm talking about. When people would say, football is so much more dangerous than soccer, I'm like, what soccer are you playing because – we would get rocked in the head doing things like heading the ball and that. And and concussions happen quite often, even in soccer. The good thing is that professional soccer is doing what they can to get rid of fake injuries. I mean, they have even started when people fake a foul, that they have the ability to give them a yellow card or a red card. And that's a whole nother thing that people don't understand is that that now you've got yellow cards and red cards. And it's just the same way that in football, you can get a personal foul, which is kind of a yellow card. And then if you get two personal fouls, you're out of the game, which is a red card. And so in a game, you can either instantly get a red card. Uh, Recently a goalie came out and he leveled a player. I mean, he leveled him outside the box, killed him, man. I mean, it was flattened him red card. You're out of the game. That happens. Or if you get two yellow cards in a game, you're out. And then there are consequences for the next game. And so all that being said, uh, professional soccer is growing in the United States. And that's great to see. I've been to a number of different sporting events, but one of the most memorable was a world cup qualifier game in Columbus, Ohio between Jamaica and the United States. And I want to tell you this, if you are not a soccer fan. I'm going to challenge you to go to a qualifying game because it will rock your world. The pregame festivities were amazing. I mean, people were there hours and hours and hours before the game, just hanging out, music playing. Uh, It was just, it was amazing. I've never been to anything like it. Again, I've been to a lot of different sporting events and nothing compared to that qualifying game, not even a world cup game, but a qualifying game. The energy in the stadium was unbelievable. I mean, it was off the charts. People didn't sit down the entire time they celebrated. It was amazing. And then after the game, the celebration was epic. So all I can say is make plans to get to an international game. Do it as soon as you can. It's amazing. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of time to man up sports. Make sure to check out our other episodes and get the word out because this is a great opportunity as we look into different aspects, whether it be fantasy football or things that are going on in the sports world or, or whatever it be, we're going to be touching on those areas. And for you that find yourself disliking soccer and that you don't like it and and all those reasons I said, you were like, yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe you even had extra ones give it a chance go to a game i tell people this all the time i love hockey but hockey's hard to watch on tv you can never see the puck it moves too fast right go to a game go to a soccer game there's nothing like watching a baseball game i can't watch a whole game on tv but go to a game and the, the the environment of the ballpark is just amazing and so i challenge you to do that and so guys Thanks again for being with us at Time to Man Up Sports, and we hope that you have a great and amazing day.